Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aisada Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Disclaimers Aside. I'm actually recording this episode at home right now. I'm not in Santa Cruz. It's kind of a long story, but long story short, I had COVID. I made an entire YouTube video on it, like a little story time. I'll go ahead and just link it in the show notes. I went back to Santa Cruz after New Year's and when i got back i actually tested positive for covid i went into isolation for around five days and then while i was in isolation the school announced that we would be online through january 31st now they had already kind of said that we would be online for the first two weeks and i just made the decision to go back to campus because two weeks isn't too long And I figured it'd be good for me to go back to campus, you know, settle in and get used to my classes before we transition to in-person, fully in-person. Just because fall quarter, while I did have some in-person classes, it was more of like I would describe a hybrid model. And I really liked fall quarter. But winter quarter, I was supposed to have fully in-person. I was really excited, you know, to experience that finally and experience like a real and true college experience but unfortunately i tested positive overall it wasn't too bad it was alhamdulillah a pretty mild case and i can only chalk that up to the fact that i had both doses of my vaccine and i also recently got my booster right in time but because of me getting covid and then also the school announcing that we were going to be online for a month my parents just went ahead and picked me up i'm pretty much here at home until the end of this month so i figured i would record an episode like a solo episode here at home i'm really excited for today's episode it's going to be reacting to your guys's unpopular opinions as usual every episode i like to either give you guys an unpopular opinion or i like to ask my guest what an unpopular opinion they have disclaimers aside hence the title but i wanted to react to some of your guys' unpopular opinions i actually did this once in a youtube video and it was one of my favorite videos that i filmed i really like kind of more interactive content like that also just before we jump into the episode some updates so i know i said in the first podcast episode that i was going to be uploading episodes bi-weekly but i decided that since i started kind of recording episodes pretty early on and preparing to launch this episode pretty early i decided i actually want to just do weekly episodes and basically what that's gonna look like is i'm planning on having three episodes a month with a guest hopefully crossing my fingers and then one solo episode a month it's gonna be a little bit of a challenge i've already kind of ran into some technical difficulties Mm -hmm. as i'm kind of adjusting to this new medium and this new format but i think overall i didn't realize how easy it is to actually kind of like start a podcast you know before i started a podcast i actually thought it would take a lot longer 
and it'd be more on my plate to kind of edit episodes but it's actually not as difficult as I expected. I think the hard part of having a podcast is not necessarily in like the recording and the editing just because unlike YouTube with a podcast you're only really editing the audio so I'm going to try and do weekly episodes. I have episodes through the month of February pretty much already to go. It shouldn't be too difficult to maintain in these first couple months but definitely expect to see at least two episodes a month. If I do get really busy I may miss a week here and there but I'm gonna try my best and I'm really excited about it. Another update, I'm actually recording this the night before I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. Tomorrow morning I am finally getting my wisdom teeth and I am so terrified. I was telling my mom the other day I'm more terrified to get my wisdom teeth out than I was at the prospect of possibly getting COVID. I was actually supposed to get my wisdom teeth out a couple years ago. Most people typically I would say get their wisdom teeth out. I would say 17 to to 19 or 20 but I never got my wisdom teeth out when I was 17 or 18 when I was in high school because my parents said oh you don't you don't need to get your your wisdom teeth out my mom actually never got hers out my dad did but quite later in life because that's when his kind of came in and started like pushing on his molars but I didn't really get them out when I was 17 and it wasn't a problem until the pandemic actually rolled around. My wisdom teeth started to grow in and push on my molars. Every couple months there would be this intense pain on my back molars and my gums would swell. And then also with the pandemic, we didn't really go to the dentist for like at least a year and a half. By the time I went back to the dentist this past summer, the dentist looked at my teeth and was like, yeah, you need to get these out right away. You probably should have gone these out a couple years back, but you need to get these out ASAP. And originally I was gonna wait until spring break actually to get them out. Since this month is going to be online and I'm at home, I figured, you know what? I already had COVID this week. I am negative by the way now. I figured I might as well just get my wisdom teeth out and finish off this week with a bang and hopefully I can be back to my full self next week. So hopefully everything inshallah goes well. My appointment is at 8 a.m. in the morning tomorrow. And I have to be there like 20 minutes early and I'm very nervous. I don't like going to the dentist. What was your guys' wisdom teeth experience like? Do you guys have your wisdom teeth in still? I feel like most people get it out. And ideally, you want to get them out before they start becoming a problem, which is what I wish I had done. So if you are 17, 18, make sure you go to the doctor and make sure they check out your wisdom teeth because it is important. Euphoria recently returned this past week actually and I actually did watch the first episode. I will say I was so shocked and mad to see that HBO decided to do week to week releasing of the episode. I don't know if they did that for season one because I actually didn't watch season one when Euphoria first came out. I watched Euphoria kind of over the pandemic, like when the pandemic first happened that first summer, I was so bored and so I started watching, you know, Handmaid's Tale, Euphoria, and other shows. I really did not expect them to release week-to-week episodes, especially since we already waited two years for this, especially the people that watched Euphoria season one when it first came out. People have been waiting a very long time for this and I hate watching things week-to-week. I am someone who likes to binge watch things, which 
has its pros and cons. I watched the first episode and I actually considered not watching the next couple episodes for a couple weeks and just waiting until the whole season comes out and then going back and rewatching everything like I would usually do. But then immediately when I finished the episode and I was on TikTok, every other TikTok on my For You page was about euphoria. So I realized if I don't watch this week to week, I will get spoiled some way somehow. In general though, I really did like the first episode. I thought it was a great pilot episode after kind of the way things left in season one. I'm trying to keep things pretty spoiler free, but I loved the focus on Fez's backstory. And I just, I love the contrast also in terms of like the cinematography from season one to this season. I feel like the cinematography in season one was very colorful and very vibrant. And this first pilot episode and just based on some of the promotional material that HBO is releasing very much had a more muted tones. The aesthetics that the show creators kind of relied on with this first episode was very film camera-y, very like vintage-esque and in general Euphoria is a beautiful show to watch. Also just all of the detail that the creators of the show kind of put in into everything is immaculate into the designing of the costumes and the makeup and tying symbolism into it. It's it's really unique so I definitely recommend that if you watch the show to actually do some digging, watch some other videos that people have kind of posted online about some of the analysis behind some of these choices because the creators of the show are very intentional and you see that with everything. Okay, so now moving on, I thought this week it'd be fun to actually share some of the polls that I have posted on my Instagram. If you guys don't follow the podcast Instagram, you guys definitely should. It's at disclaimers aside on Instagram. I'll have the link to that in the show notes, but I've been having a lot of fun recently with the Instagram, just posting polls and obviously getting some of your guys' feedback on podcast episodes. So, I thought this week we would go through this week's podcast polls and I would react to them. I literally have not looked at the results for these polls in the past 24 hours and it has taken everything in me to not look at them. The first poll is Rue versus Jules and these are two characters from Euphoria. I'm sorry if you guys haven't seen Euphoria. 73% of you guys voted Rue and 27% of you guys voted Jules. I'm wondering if this is because we have a lot of Zendaya fans listening to this podcast. I honestly could not choose for this one in terms of like thinking about their character. Jules is definitely a little less problematic than Rue but also Rue poor Rue she's like going through a hard time right now so I I really cannot judge but I will have to think on this one especially with season two things could kind of change the next one is online school versus in-person classes 68% of you guys said in-person classes and 32% said online school I kind of expected that you know there are a few people out there who do like online classes could never be me but I understand hypothetically why you might be someone who would prefer online school because of the flexibility and all of that the next one is LED lights versus sunset lamps. I'm actually really surprised by these results. So 82% of you guys voted for sunset lamp and 18% of you guys voted for LED lights. I'm really surprised by this one because I feel like TikTok really made LED lights a cultural phenomenon. That's literally what it was, a cultural phenomenon. I even had LED lights myself, but 
over i want to say it was either thanksgiving or winter break i took down my led lights i got sick of them they actually stopped working so that's kind of why i took them down but when i moved to college i didn't bring my led lights with me instead i got like a light bulb lamp and i also bought a sunset lamp and i like color changing light bulbs a lot better than i like led lights i think they're just more versatile you don't have to like put them on your walls if you have white walls they kind of blend in with the walls a little bit but if you have any other color walls they are very out there like you can see them they don't look the best when they're not turned on and i like with the sunset lamp you can kind of move it around i just love the look of a sunset lamp that's one of my favorite things it really does motivate me to study at the end of the night I'll turn off all my lights and I'll turn on the sunset lamp. I've been recently really loving the sunset lamp over LED lights. I think it's the new thing. The next one is digital planner versus paper planner. And 78% of you guys said paper planner. 22% of you guys said digital. I'm really surprised by this one. I feel like a lot of people have switched to digital planning. It is definitely a lot more convenient, but I, I think paper planning is more satisfying. I actually explored digital planning a little bit this year when I started using Notion. The first quarter of college, I honestly ditched my bullet journal and just was using Notion for most of the year. It's really versatile, especially like the to-do list function. So I understand why people definitely like digital planning a lot better um but at the end of the day there's just nothing beats a paper to-do list and i love like crossing crossing off things off of my to-do list so i think that's why you guys voted for paper planner okay last poll film camera versus polaroid camera this one was probably the closest of them 56% of you guys said film camera, 44% of you guys said Polaroid camera. I think now Polaroid cameras, it's not like they're dying, but they're dying just a little bit. They, they were kind of like LED lights where they were kind of a little mini cultural phenomenon back in 2015, 2016. I still like Polaroids, like printed Polaroids. I think they're really cute with the little white border. A nice little cute Polaroid wall is super cute as well but my thing with like the actual Polaroid camera is it is just so chunky and big and I think Fuji like the Fuji film cameras are a lot more versatile easier to throw in your bag my only thing is I've had a really bad look with Fuji film cameras first of all it takes forever I get them developed at Walmart and it takes forever for my photos to come back it takes like three to sometimes four weeks for it to come back it's the worst I need to find a new place to develop my photos and also i've just had so many instances where i'll have like half the photos come out and they are messed up or they don't look good i don't know if i'm just doing it wrong but i want to get like an actual actual film camera because i love that aesthetic i love film camera photos i think that they just have such a vintage quality and they make any photo just automatically look good so i really want to get one they're just really expensive and i need to find like a semi-affordable one so that's hopefully gonna happen this year because i literally put like film camera on my vision board for 2022. Okay, so disclaimers aside, my unpopular opinion for this week, had to think about this one a little bit, but 
I was in Irvine today with my mom. There were a bunch of boba shops. Irvine has the best boba I feel like on the planet, but I do not like milk tea. Anytime I go to a boba shop, I always get like the fresh fruit teas, but I cannot stand milk tea. The only exception to this is matcha, obviously. I love, I love me my matcha. But other than that, I don't like black tea, Earl Grey, any of those like taro milk teas. I've had taro, I've had Thai. I don't like it. I don't like milk tea. It's just not how I roll. I also don't really like the like slushy boba drinks. So for me, when I go to a boba shop, my usually my go-to order will be some variation of either a strawberry tea, some kind of like peach or guava tea or like a mango tea with boba. Okay, so let's move on to some of the unpopular opinions that you guys submitted. Again, thank you to everyone who submitted their unpopular opinions today. So the first one is movie theaters are overrated. And I have to completely disagree with this one. I'm the type of person where I love going to the movie theater. It's such a magical experience. When I was young, I loved it. I still love it today. It's just so much fun. I love movies and TV shows in general, but going to the movie theater is an experience. There's nothing better than going and seeing a movie with someone and then afterwards grabbing dinner or grabbing coffee or grabbing lunch and talking and dis discussing about the movie. It's such an experience and I feel like every single dollar that you pay to buy a movie theater ticket is worth it. Dune was overrated. I have to agree with this one. I actually watched Dune over Thanksgiving break and I watched it with my sister Harima. <sighs> I really had high expectations for this movie because obviously Timothy Chalamet was in it and then obviously Zendaya was in it. Zendaya was in it though for like seven minutes and I already knew that going into the film but I feel like when I watched it I just got so lost which doesn't happen super often. I'm not the type of person to love sci-fi especially recently. Fantasy used to be my favorite genre but I've never really liked sci-fi but I was really excited because this one just seemed really cool. And I think that the way that the movie left off, the next movie will actually be better. But this one just was a two stars for me. So I have to agree with that one. Someone else said, there aren't enough Muslim content creators. I have to agree with this one. There aren't. I always get super happy when I discover new Muslim content creators. And I just would love to see more. So if you are Muslim and you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel, do it. Someone else said ebooks are faster to get through than physical books. So I actually have the opposite experience. I typically don't love reading ebooks. I do have a Kindle and I'm really happy that I got my Kindle because even though I haven't been using it as much as I would love to, it's really nice to have it when you're at college. I don't have access necessarily to all of my books at home and also if I want to read a book I don't have to worry about you know buying too many books and not having the space for them so I do really like having a kindle in that sense if I could just get myself to actually read it more it's also really nice to have a kindle when you're traveling because you don't have to worry about bringing books and that taking up space and adding weight to your luggages but for some odd reason I just can't get through ebooks as fast as physical books 
I think when I see like the pages going by as well when I'm like flipping through the pages I'm a lot more motivated to continue and eventually finish the book so I know I just need to you know rewire my brain and get used to ebooks but for some odd reason at this point I just am not at that place someone else said the YouTube to drop out pipeline is problematic. So this person is referring to, I guess, the phenomenon of when someone starts a YouTube channel, their YouTube channel blows up, they become super YouTube famous, as you would call it, and then they drop out of school. And I feel like this used to be like a huge thing a couple years ago, in fact. I remember everyone had something to say about Emma Chamberlain blowing up and dropping out of school. That kind of led to a chain reaction of a lot of young lifestyle YouTubers also doing the same thing. But it's interesting because I feel like over the pandemic, we've seen some of those YouTubers go back to school and do online school and I feel like school is becoming a lot more accessible with the pandemic forcing a lot of universities to go online and so getting your education is is super important. I think it's important to get a baseline education of like graduating high school because that's you know that's the basics but also I do recognize that college is not for everyone and that for some people they just have a a brain that college might not necessarily be worth it for them. While it is not for everyone though, I, I definitely think on the flip side that it is important that if you can pursue an education, you do a lot of learning and growing in college. I can't imagine not going to college. I feel like I've learned so much, I've developed so much as a person, as a human being, that high school and my primary education didn't even scratch the surface. I think just making sure that if you're not going to school and if, you know, school is not for you, and by school I mean college, not dropping out of high school, just making sure that you are spending your time doing other things, starting a clothing company, starting a brand, starting a podcast, really just making sure that, that you're using your time and you're growing, maybe going to trade school. There are so many options, I think, nowadays that may not necessarily be getting a college degree. People no longer dare sharing their actual opinions. People are always worried about being politically correct. I definitely agree with this opinion. That's why I started this podcast and I named it Disclaimers Aside is because so many people are just get, they're so afraid of getting canceled. I think it's important to be careful with your words, especially on the internet. But I think also it's important to have healthy conversations where people disagree because that's the only way that people learn and grow. Someone else said, one that I currently found is that your attendance in school does affect your life and your future. I agree with this one, I th but I think more it's more of like your attendance, the younger you are, the more important attendance is. For the most part, I didn't really skip school over the years. I, th I grew up in a family where like whenever we would get sick, you would just kind of tough it up and go to school. And by sick, I mean like a common cold. But I definitely think that your mental health is really important. You're just, your health in general is really, really important and that does come first. And sometimes you are going through something and you, the last thing that you should be doing is going to school. It's really tough though because I found that especially in high school, like you miss a, a day of class and it's like, you add all of this extra work on top of yourself, but it's important to take breaks and get rest when you can. I will say I was the type of kid where I 
typically did not try and miss school. Like I list, I miss school here and there, mostly because sometimes I would sleep through my alarm. Oh my god, one time I was in middle school. I don't think I had an alarm at that time actually, but I didn't wake up until noon, and I woke up because my mom woke me up to pray, and she's like, "Get up, it's time to pray Lohr, which is the afternoon prayer." And I remember I opened my eyes and I was like, why is it so bright out? Like the sun was blaring. It was midday. And I was like, wait, did you say Lohr? She's like, yeah, get up, pray Lohr. I'm like, I, I immediately jump out of bed. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I need to get to school. I'm missing this and that and the third. I was, I immediately just went into a panicked frenzy. I was like, why didn't you wake me up? And and she, it was funny because she was telling me at that time, she was like, I was trying to teach you a lesson. And parents will teach you lessons in some of the most cruel ways, it seems like in the moment. But then when you look back on it years later, you realize that those lessons were important. I kind of went on a tangent there, but attendance is important, but also taking time for your mental health and your well-being and your just your health in general is also really important as well another person said online school is better and i just have to disagree with this one especially right now because this entire month has been online now i will say it's kind of nice being at home again but i think also at the same time i 100 percent like in-person classes better i find that online is just so much time on my screens because i already spend a lot of time on my screens you know doing stuff for youtube this podcast my internship all the work is pretty much remote so it's all online and now 100 percent of school is online so i find myself kind of just like at my desk for 16 20 hours of the day okay not 20 hours of the day but like 12 to 16 hours of the day and it is exhausting and i love the experience of in-person classes i love meeting new people interacting with other people hearing about other people's life stories and their perspectives on the world and so i love that entire experience of being inside the classroom i also love being on campus, walking to class, the fresh air that you get in Santa Cruz. So I definitely am hoping and praying that we go back to in person. At this point, I don't know. I don't know if this, if 2020-22 will be another 2020. I really hope not, but Omicron is so contagious and rampant more than ever. So we'll see how things kind of pan out. Someone else said, a lot of people only use POC when it's convenient, but conveniently ignore anti-blackness in their community. I think that this is definitely very true. Tokenism is definitely a living and breathing part of our society, and it's something that we have to work together as a society to kind of limit because it is super damaging. I think what is the most important thing that we do as a society as a culture is to uplift own voices so instead uplift voices of you know poc individuals rather than resorting to things like tokenism okay this next opinion was submitted by my cousin my cousin horia by the way the one that visited from kentucky if you guys keep up with the vlogs and she said crushed avocado should not be eaten in public now she said this because when she came over to my house she was appalled by the fact that I eat avocado toast almost every day for breakfast when I'm at home and then I made her actually try the avocado toast and she absolutely loved it she's not a fan of avocado but she likes avocado toast 
I even got her reaction on the vlog, so I don't know why she's saying this, but avocado toast is so yummy, especially when you season it right. The way that I make it is I put chili lime seasoning and then everything but the bagel seasoning on top if you have a fried egg put a fried egg that's really good if you have truffle oil i know we're getting a little bit fancy but like it just depends on the seasoning that you add to it it's kind of like oatmeal in that sense the next opinion the media sensationalizes new year's resolutions i definitely agree with this one however i definitely think that new year's resolutions are not overrated and I think it's not really the concept of it as much as it is how you treat it. Um, so if you look at it more as an intention for the year rather than, you know, these monetary unrealistic standards that you maybe write down because everyone's doing it in the new year and that you kind of like look at once and then at the end of the year you look back on it and you realize you never even took one step towards the direction of where you want wanted to become as a person. There has to be a lot of intentionality behind it, which is why this year I kind of titled my list as my new year's intentions rather than my new year's goals or new year's resolutions. But really what matters is not the title as much as it is the way that you approach it. And if you're someone who's kind of struggling with, you know, goal setting and stuff like that, I think that a good rule of thumb for that is to kind of look at your life, look at the good that's in your life and be very reflective and look at the aspects of your life that you wanna improve on. Set your goals or your intentions based on that. For example, I'll read out two of my goals from my list. Mm -hmm. I didn't make a list of too many goals. I made a list of like eight goals slash intentions for this upcoming year because I didn't want it to be too overwhelming. The first two goals that I set these both have to do with reading was that number one I wanted to read 52 books and number two I wanted to read more nonfiction. and the way that I came to these two goals was number one the 52 books so the reason why I set 52 books is because last year in 2021 my goal was to read 100 books I read 100 books and I reflected on the whole experience and I came to the realization that yes it was cool in the end to you know say that I had read 100 books and it, I felt very accomplished at the end of the day once I marked that last book as read but I also realized that I felt like since I was in such a rush to read so many books I felt like I didn't give every single book that I was reading the time that it needed to kind of absorb it and to really live and experience the books that I was reading. So I decided to really scale back and just do 52 books because that's a book a week and it's something that I can accomplish while at the same time being a lot more intentional about my reading and also not being scared to pick up books that are more than 300 pages. And then my other goal that I wanted to kind of focus on was reading more nonfiction books so I kind of reflected on my reading this year and I saw that I was reading a little bit more nonfiction and I was also seeing that the nonfiction books that I was reading were some of my favorites that I learned and gained so much from them and so I decided to set that as something that I could focus on this year to bring more of that into my life. So really what it's about as I said before is doing a lot of reflecting, seeing what aspects of your life that you're good at and what your skills are but also areas that you may be weaker at and that you want to improve upon and seeing how you can kind of use those assets to become the person you want to become in the new year.
Next person said, every YouTuber has a podcast these days and it doesn't always translate well. I really hope you're not talking about me. <laughs> um, but I do agree that not everyone that's necessarily a YouTuber is meant to be a podcaster. Not everyone that's a podcaster is meant to be a YouTuber. But I do think that there's an element behind making videos and having a youtube channel being a youtuber is is being a storyteller right and the same thing kind of goes with podcasting is you're really just here to tell a story whatever that is so i think that it is a natural progression to go from being a youtuber to a podcaster and while as you said it doesn't always translate i think a lot of the times it does translate pretty well. I'm always really happy to see a YouTuber kind of start a podcast and I think there is a way to have both exist simultaneously and not have a repetition in content. Podcasting is a different medium and a medium that I think allows YouTubers to be more personal and be more vulnerable and for people to really see a different side to them. The next opinion is someone said New York City is overrated. I have to disagree. I have to really disagree with this one. I know recently there has been such an influx of people, a lot of influencers moving to New York and there's always just been a ton of media surrounding New York from shows like Gossip Girl to shows like I'm blanking on another show set in New York but Gossip Girl is the only show that's coming to mind that's set in New York. I think it's such a cool city. It's always been a city that I've always had the dream of living in and I feel like I would be lucky to experience it but also at the same time I'm also kind of thinking that it might not even be worth it to live in New York because I feel like New York is so expensive. Is it really worth it to live in New York if you live in a shoebox? As a whole I would say the city is such a cool city. It has a lot of rich history that we can't even begin to kind of tap into with you know media representation and things like that but there is such a huge influx of people moving to new york and it is definitely becoming very very highly saturated in a lot of the content that we see online a lot of people are especially moving from la to new york which i find really really interesting but i think also new york is a different experience for different people right the people that move to New York for different various reasons are going to experience a different New York than people who are born and raised in New York City. So I think there's a lot going on with New York City. It's such a cool place to be. I don't know if I'll ever live there or if it's just kind of a place that you go to visit because I've never been to New York before, but it's always been my dream to possibly live there. Someone said social media is a highlight reel and that's okay. Things don't always have to be raw and real. I actually do agree with this one. I think that as long as your understanding of that as a consumer, right, that social media is a highlight reel and it's it's not the reality, it could never be the reality, you're good. Even when people post content that is more on the raw and real side, at the end of the day, everything is curated, right? The moments that you share that may be at a a more low point in your life even those are moments that you choose to share that you choose to put out on the internet and market and package it so there is a level of inability to be 100% authentic and raw and real we can try as we might as content creators to be as 
authentic as we can but we also have to understand that this is a digital platform that is based on an algorithm and that everything is meant to kind of function in a way that fits these little boxes the next unpopular opinion is that euphoria glamorizes addiction i was very surprised to see this unpopular opinion but i have actually heard some arguments of this in the past i have to disagree with this one especially having seen season one i think maybe when people think this they kind of think about you know the makeup and the cinematography and how it's 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 genuinely like beautiful to like look at and watch this show before your eyes but i think when you look at the storytelling the plot you see that addiction isn't glamorized and there was even kind of an episode i remember in season one where rue was going through a depressive episode and she couldn't go to the bathroom she couldn't even bring herself to go to the bathroom it shows those ugly aspects of addiction and and mental health struggles in a way that i don't think glamorize it in any way shape or form okay so this is gonna be the last unpopular opinion someone said college majors don't matter and i actually kind of agree with this one i think it definitely depends on what your career is certain careers like yes you should major in specific majors for example if you're trying to become a doctor there are certain pre-med majors where it's better to major in those majors in order to hit the prereqs that you need for med school if you want to become an engineer you should major in something having to do with engineering but other professions your major doesn't really matter nearly as much as people think and i think also when you're in high school i at least was under the impression that you had to kind of already know going into college like exactly what major you wanted to do and that it was difficult to change your major and it would throw you off track and this is not to say that those possibilities aren't very much in fact real take everything i'm saying with a grain of salt because it does depend on what path you want to go down um but i think as a whole i think what's more important than the actual major that you choose is what you do with your knowledge that you learn inside the classroom outside the classroom so your extracurriculars your internships and how are you setting yourself differently from other applicants that may have the exact same major or an even more competitive major. When it comes to law school, for example, you can really major in anything. There isn't really any prereqs to complete in order to go to law school. So you could literally major in biology if you wanted and still go to law school. I literally met a girl in college who was doing that and I had no idea that you could do that. But I think what this all goes to show is that genuinely choose a major that you were interested in and that you were passionate about and that you can apply in some way that you can change the world with i think when you choose the right major for you it makes you know learning less of a chore and you genuinely learn and grow a lot more in college when you do choose a major that you're passionate about so those are all of your guys's unpopular opinions i am hoping to make this kind of a reoccurring series i'll do another version of this in a couple months if you guys are interested but make sure you're following the podcast instagram because 
there's a lot of interactive content you guys don't want to miss out on and you don't want to miss out on being a part of the community at the end of the day i want this podcast to be a conversation so be a part of the conversation thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode i know this one was a little bit of a longer one but i would love to hear any feedback you guys have so make sure to rate and review this podcast if you guys have apple podcasts i'd love to share your guys's kind reviews over on the podcast instagram weekly and make sure to check out the show notes for any of the relevant links that i mentioned besides that i look forward to chatting with you guys next week bye my friends on the internet talk to me